Well, hello, 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 everyone. This is your girl, Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes, and we will be broadcasting live soon. But as always, I want to take a few minutes to welcome you to Conversations from the C-Suite and invite you to invite others to this powerful conversation because as always we don't want to have a conversation by ourselves and you know how we do it here in the c-suite we believe in the power of three so i'm going to ask you to at least invite at least three other people share it to at least three other groups because when it is powerful when women come together so we want to make sure that we have people on the call so make sure that you are inviting others to join us get your favorite beverage and let's have a great conversation so i'm going to take a few minutes to take the power of three myself while we get ready to have another powerful conversation from the c-suite so i'm going to share it out myself so remember we want to share out the power of three so hang tight and you know what to do invite All right, so the hour is upon us. It is time to have another powerful conversation from the C-suite. I want to welcome you again to Conversations from the C-suite, the girlfriend's guide to being a CEO. And of course, I am your host, Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes, CEO of C-suite Women's Network, where I help women and a few good men to be the CEOs of their lives, because being a CEO is all about developing the strategies to create the the career, the life, the business that you desire. And of course, here in the C-suite, we believe that every woman needs to be the CEO of her life. You need to have a seat at the table. And sometimes you've got to create your own seat and Sometimes you got to create your own table. And of course, Conversations from the C-Suite is a power-packed hour that provides women a platform to talk about real issues that real CEOs face because we know that life doesn't end when we leave the office. And you know, one great thing about being a CEO is that CEOs don't just wait for things to happen, but they make things happen. And in the C-suite of your life is where you are making the decisions, those powerful choices that get you to your next level, where you are able to elevate your mindset and expand your capacity. Your life has a C-suite and it's all about the choices that you make as to whether or not you're going to ever get there. And girl, let me tell you, you got the power you remember that song you got the power wait wait it's i've got the power but you know i paraphrase here and of course what does a ceo do a ceo is the chief executive officer and executive is all about your actions and your actions begin in your thoughts which transcend to your behaviors and what you actually do and if you're joining us you know you may be a ceo in several different stages you may be a ceo on the rise where you are aspiring to do something greater you're aspiring to get to the next and you just need to know where to start you may be a ceo on the move you are new in your ceo status and you're trying to take it to the very next level and then even if you already are a ceo ceos can always be upgraded you know, always think about that song beyonce and jay-z and jay-z asked the question how you gonna upgrade number one well let me tell you how you upgrade number one is you continuously excel you continuously expand and you continuously make those decisions that push you higher 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 so the conversations from the c-suite is the girlfriend's guide 
to being the CEO. It's where we have powerful conversations about real things that matter to real women. And we want to equip you to make those CEO moves. And you know, here in the C-suite, CEO moves means, first of all, creating your circle of influence. Then you are going to empower, educate, educate yourself and empower yourself to, to elevate your mindset. And then finally, you're going to operationalize your learning so that you can optimize your outcomes. And remember, we don't want you to just feel something. We want you to learn something. But most of all, because you are a CEO, we want you to do something. So this is indeed a conversation. So don't just sit there. Please make sure that you share your comments throughout. We want to hear from you. We want you to take yourself off mute because a CEO always has something powerful to say and they're not afraid to say it. So whether you report to a CEO or you are the CEO of your business, you are always the CEO of your life. So we want to talk about the strategies that help you to capitalize on your most powerful asset, your choices, the choices to create extraordinary outcomes in your life, career, and your business. So are you ready? Do you have your favorite beverage? I've got mine. We are ready to enter the C-suite and have a great conversation to help you make CEO moves. And y'all, tonight, we are really going to talk about moving. So tonight's episode focuses on you've got to move it, move it, asking you the question, can you really be fine if you're not fit? So, you know, many times as CEOs, we put our physical fitness on the back burner. We are burning the candle at both ends, but we ain't burning no calories in between. And that has a real effect on us physically. But tonight we're going to focus on the effect that that has on our mental wellness. Because it's kind of like asking the question, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? How can you be physically fit and be mentally well? How can you be mentally well if you're not physically fit? And so tonight we've got another powerhouse conversation with the CEO, Sheila Rivers, and she is going to inform us, educate us, and get us moving, moving, y'all, as we have a candid discussion about how our physical fitness can influence our mental wellness. So are you ready? Are y'all ready to have another powerful conversation with none other than Sheila Rivers? Well, then if you are, let's get ready to bring her to the virtual stage. And I'm so excited to have her back again. Hello, Sheila. How are you doing? Amazing. Amazing. All right. Well, you know, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, Sheila is the principal therapist or chief therapist at her own business, her own powerhouse practice, Rivers Psychology, Psychotherapy. I always want to say Rivers Psychology, but it's psychotherapy. I'm going to get it right, girl. I'm going to get it right. And she is a CEO in her own right. She's the CEO of her life, CEO of her business, and a CEO of her family. And so without any further ado, I'm going to let Sheila tell you a little bit about herself because you know what we like to do. We like to do the who, the what, and the why. Who? So why don't you tell us who you are? What it is that you do and how you make CEO moves. Yay. Yay. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Sheila Rivers, amazing therapist here in Gulfport, Mississippi. Um, What we do here is we take care of individuals that come into our office and sometimes just call in because we also have telehealth um, where you can actually call in and have a mental health assessment or service over the phone. It is secure. Um, And why I do this is I was given a gift and gifts are meant to be given away. Yes. So my gift is to give back what I have learned and what's been given to me. All right. All right. So we're excited to talk about mental health and exercise. That's right. 
you got to move it, move it. You know, and one of the things that I hope y'all picked up on is she talked about telehealth. So, you know, I just want you to know she just removed an excuse for you. So if you can't get to to a therapist, you can't get to Gulfport, Mississippi, you can't get to wherever telehealth mental wellness services are available. So she just yeah. dropped that jewel out there for you. But, you know, tonight we want to talk about our physical fitness and how it influences our mental wellness because you know our mind is an extension of our bodies and just like we have to keep our bodies healthy we have to keep our minds healthy and those two things go hand in hand and i know that sheila has some points that she wants to share with us tonight because this is all about making ceo moves we're not going to talk about it we're going to give you real strategies that you can put into place to make sure that your fitness is not impeding your mental wellness. So Sheila, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you tell us how our fitness influences our mental wellness. Well, everybody knows that regular exercise affects your body, right? Uh, that's, that's like no secret. But exercise can be one of the most effective ways to improving your mental health. In fact, I heard um, a clinician say that exercise is one of the most underutilized tools in improving your mental health. Um, I remember when I'm starting on my, my journey and I, I try to be very transparent with my patients and the people that I talk to um, because I don't, I, I don't want them to think that I simply uh, I read some research or I've taken a couple of classes and then I just pass this information on to you. This is this is stuff that I've done uh, on my own um, and actually work through. So when I say I have been given this gift to be to give back to others, so I've done the work mm -hmm. in this mental health field. And so one of the things I remember as I was going through my transition part um, was my therapist says you need to exercise. I was, I was like, okay, okay, like exercise. Like, what do you mean? Like, it's like, you know, I, like I got kids. Like, I can't go to the gym. I'm a single mom and I can't afford gym fees and stuff. So what do you mean? Like, what, what kind of exercise are you talking about, lady? So it, it was, I had this, this lump in my chest that I could never get rid of mm -hmm. from all of the stress that I was going through um, in my divorce. So I was like... Okay, exercise, like like walking or like what you so she gave me a list of just things I could do at the house mm -hmm. with my kids, just kind of working out in the floor, mm -hmm. watching TV with them. Yeah. So it would be something as simple as push-ups or laying flat on your back and raising your legs halfway up. And not letting letting them back down and not letting them touch the floor, not knowing that I'm really getting fine in all of this. I, I think that was like the finest. I was the finest ever yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, so so I re I remember that you know when I started to exercise, I felt that heaviness on my chest mm -hmm. seemed to go away, and and so when I started to feel that from time to time, I just get on the floor. Mm -hmm. And just do me about 10, 10, 20 leg lifts real quick yeah. on the floor. And some unexplainably at that time did not realize that my body was creating endorphins yeah. that were this feel good. Mm -hmm. So we, I know that it relieves stress. It improves your memory. It helps you sleep and it boosts your overall mood. So even in that, um, you know, and I just mentioned anxiety, but we're going to talk about about four areas of mental health tonight. So depression, mm -hmm. anxiety, mm -hmm. ADHD, mm -hmm. and PTSD and trauma. Oh. Okay. And how those areas can be improved by just something as simple as exercising. Yes. And, you know, I think a lot of times we underestimate the power of movement and mm -hmm. hit on two, two important points that I think a lot of women in particular 
um, use, and I'm just going to say it because I've done it myself. We use this excuses for not exercising. You know, we have a heavy workload. We've got kids. We can't go to the gym because it is a commitment financially. And, you know, that's another thing you've got to coordinate uh, to actually get to the gym. But one of the things that you really, really stress to us is, you know, movement and exercise, you know, doesn't have to be some heavily orchestrated activity. You know, because one of the things that, um, you know, I've, I've been a runner off and on all my life, well, not all my life, but ever since uh, college, because when I got to college, I was a, a major at my sophomore year at a uh, at a at a PWI. So uh, <laughs> so, you know, I was a little little thick uh, in comparison to my to my other major at counterparts. And we had a very strict we had a very strict um, weight limit. So for my height. I had to be at or under 117 pounds, which is really, really hard uh, for for me to maintain, especially now. But so when I did that, I had to start running because I had to meet my weight limit. Um, And but, you know, when I went through my divorce, one of the things that I started back doing was running. I just got mad one day and I said, you know what, I'm just going to run. And I just ran. And and you uh, talked about, you know, how it releases those endorphins. And I literally ran away my stress and it's, and it remains a, uh, a stress reliever to this day. So even though I'm not super stressed, at least not about that, <laughs> you know, it um, running for me, I like to run. All I need is a pair of tennis shoes, my headphones and, and my iPad and my iPhone rather to have my, my music and I can run anywhere. So she's removed excuses for y'all, you know, yeah. and, and that's something that a big mental block, <clears throat> I think that we have to push through to recognize, you know, as being the CEO of your life, okay, um, is figuring out a way to make a way. And when you um, assign all of this additional stress to something that shouldn't be stressful, you you are impeding you getting to your breakthrough. So Thank you so much for removing those excuses for us. so out. I want you to put in in the in the feed there. I have no excuse to not exercise. I have no excuse to not exercise. You can run in place. You can run outside. You can do your leg lifts. It's all about the movement. So I know you've got the the points that you want to share with us. So like for the for the woman who's sitting there right now listening to this and thinking, you know. I really want to exercise or maybe, you know what, I really don't want to exercise, but I know I need to. How does she get started? What are some some practical ways that that she can get started? And then, you know, how does not exercising, you know, affect your your mental wellness or or create mental illness, perhaps, or attribute to it? I'm going to say create it. But right. Right. So if we are CEOs in our life. We we are. We, we have a schedule for everything. Yeah. <laughs> we live and die by our appointment book. Yes. Right? Yes. So if it's in the appointment book for me, that means that it's real life and it's happening. Mm-hmm. It has to happen because it's in the book, right? Of right. course. So schedule it. Ah. Schedule so it. The first point, schedule it. One, schedule it. Yes. Um, I just hired a, a, a new trainer and she has made my workout so easy. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we did a workout today before I came. Right. I before I came here via Zoom. And that oh. is a, that's another teleconference um, website that you can use. And She's like, okay. So she watches me. She'll give me instructions on what to do. And she'll watch me to make sure my form is correct. Mm. And so we did about four or five movements and three reps of each movement. Uh-huh. That wasn't hard. My workout is done. I can yeah. do some cardio tonight when I get off from here. And it's something as simple as walking in my neighborhood for the next 30 minutes. Yes. So if you have an iPad, there it is. You don't even have to have a computer. You don't even have to have a laptop. If you've got an iPad, because yes. uh, there, there are lots of applications that have the 
uh, ability like Zoom. You can get it on your iPad. There, there are lots of other uh, telecommunication tools out there. So she's removed another excuse. So schedule it and take advantage of tele tele um, personal trainers. <laughs> yes. Virtual training. Virtual training. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so that's that was that's one of the things. Um, the second thing is is don't don't think like you know we come up with all kinds of excuses. Oh, I'm I'm too fat to be trying to run, or I'm and I remember that was one of my excuses. Like I was I felt like I was always too heavy to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and after even after my divorce, Stephanie, that was my story too. I have a run story <laughs> going into going through my divorce was my therapist told me, she says, you need to exercise. So I started running. And so I thought that because I was such a heavier girl that I definitely, I know I can't run. I signed up for the Azalea trails, which is a 10 K Lord Jesus. Being my girlfriend, I'm thinking, you know, I, a 10 K I was like, you know, I I didn't really realize like what a 10 K, how far (laughs) is that really? Like we really don't, you don't really know how far a 10K is until you really start running. Yeah. <laughs> so I would I would run. And, and I, my story is, I remember these purple flowers on the side of the road. Mm. And so I would say in my mind, well, I'm going to run from the sidewalk to the purple flowers. Uh-huh. And then one day I was like, well, I'm going to pass the purple flowers and I'm going to go to the bridge. Uh-huh. That was like kind of my next checkpoint. Uh And it was garbage day. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to run past the purple flowers, past the bridge to the garbage can. Ah, uh Uh And and the next point was to the stop sign. So I had made a mile Uh eventually, but I had worked up from the purple flowers to the bridge, to the garbage can, to the stop sign. Right. So there is no excuse. I don't care how heavy you are, how old you are, how young you are, how out of shape you are. You hadn't worked out since junior high school. Like I get it. You there, you can still maintain your physical health. Yes. It could be something as simple as walking up and down the stairs in your house. Mm-hmm. I remember starting, like that was another one of my starting points is I was like, okay, I'm gonna walk stairs. Well, yes. I got two little flight of stairs inside the house. I don't have to go anything. Go I, right. I don't even have to go outside. Yeah. So when I when I'm feeling stressed, I will find ways to make it work mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And, and all of us can find ways to make it work. So when we feel in that place of depression and isolation, uh-huh. um, that's one of the things you can do something simple because you may not want to be around anybody. You know, right, when you're right. when you're depressed, sometimes you just don't want to connect. You don't yeah, want to be yeah. in the gym. You're feeling bad. You're in this hopeless, helpless kind of place. Do it in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, you can, it's something, it's so many YouTube videos out there. Find you something, YouTube video, turn on some crock music, like some yeah. old school, um, easy E, uh, yeah. uh, uh, two five crew. Like yes, we, yeah, right, right. Some some popping, some popping music where yeah. you can work out, right? You because know? I love you can make up your own routine. Yeah, I love line dancing. So one of the things yes. that uh, I like to do is I have created a um, a what do you call it? a playlist that has all my favorite line dances, line yes. songs. And sometimes when I don't want to run outside or sometimes when I just need to just to get up and move it, move it. You know, I will put on my line dances and 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 line dance for 30 minutes. And, you know, I don't know if y'all have ever line this, but those are some good. That's some good exercise. Because when I go to balls and dances and stuff, you know, I stay on the dance floor and that's exercise. And I can still be cute, have my high heels on, whatever. Now, I ain't going to break out into a sweat, you know. Cause I, I that that's gonna mess up my fabulous, but <laughs> but I get my heart moving, and there's something about again those endorphins that just make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to make it your own, and I hope yeah. you pick that up from her. Cause one of the things she said, you know, is I think a lot of times we 
are unsuccessful in our exercise efforts because we're trying to run the marathon the first day. We go out on the tennis court and we try to be Serena Williams the first mm -hmm. day when, mm -hmm. you know, we have set an unreasonable goal for ourselves to do in the on the first day or the first week. You have to build up to it. So, you know, I didn't start out because I am I am a marathon runner uh, <laughs> and I'm a long distance runner, but I did not start out running long distances. Like I didn't have, I, I started working, it was Hardy Park in Greenville, Mississippi. And so it was a, a track that was half a mile around. So the first day I went out there, I ran as fast as I could, which wasn't really fast, half a mile. <laughs> and then I walked, the, walked around another half a mile. And then I'd run as fast as I could again. And then I'd walk. And then I think the next couple of times I went out there, I ran as fast as I could around twice and then walked. Mm -hmm. So you have to build it up so that you don't burn yourself out or hurt yourself even by trying to do too much too soon. Right. And I know a lot of times we would rather we get so used to being in that hopeless, helpless, isolated place that we would rather sometimes stay in that place mm -hmm. than push ourselves to go and make one lap around the track. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. So even for our anxiety, um, that was the next one I wanted to kind of get to um, exercise, release, release those endorphins. Remember, I was telling you that that heavy feeling I had in my chest and my chest will be hurting. Uh -huh. um, hey, hold up. Hey, trainer. I'm yeah. talking about <laughs> exercise tonight, trainer. <laughs> so, so we've had join in the feed, just so you know who we're talking about. We're talking about Candace Hassan, Miss. Bikini model herself. Because I'm just gonna say she has one of my one of the things on my bucket list. One of the things on my bucket list uh before I turn 50 is to do a enter into a bikini competition. Now I got a little problem with wine and chicken wings I need to work on, but <laughs> but she's my inspiration. She is. And she is welcome. I'm so glad. Sorry, sorry to look, That's she probably right. should be in this podcast with us. Love it. Love it. Um, and I was just talking about you, Candace, how you made me work out via Zoom. So it was amazing and how you make it work in my life. Right. Right. Um, and then, so and I just want to just say this real quickly is that, you know, we have real life models, real life inspirations. Yes. That we look to because, you know, a lot of us, you know, we aspire to have a J-Lo body, the the Beyonce body or whatever. But there are people in our communities you know, who are real life heroes to us. And I just want to put a pin in that and just say that, you know, this is not necessarily about looking a certain way, but more about feeling a mm -hmm. certain way, feeling right. good. Because there are some very thin people who are not healthy. And yes. there are people that we may look at and say mm -hmm. they're because of their size, they're not healthy. But this is all about, you know, um, feeling good about yourself. And and that's the the link. I that's that's my little layperson's connection between um, exercise and, and mental health. Awesome. Um, in in our kind of still trying to take care of ourselves, referring back to that the feeling that that anxiety, that panicky feeling, that anxiety brings to you sometimes. Um, pay attention to what your body is telling you. Mm, yeah. Okay. If it says stop, stop. Now, even and let me throw this in. I'm not a physician, so therefore I have to throw that disclosure in. I'm not a physician. Therefore, if you're going to engage in some type of exercise, please make sure you seek um, medical. Uh, yes, please make sure you seek medical um, clearance before you start any form of exercise. You know, we want to make sure our heart is in good condition. We want to make sure um, you know, our knees are in good condition. You know, we don't have any body, nothing going on before we start this exercise. So even, right. even if somebody comes to me for a mental disorder and they say, oh my gosh, my chest has been hurting. Although I can probably say it's anxiety. The first thing I want to recommend that they do is go and get a medical checkup. Make right. sure we have clearance from the doctor so that we don't have anything cardiovascular going on right. um, before we start exercising or doing some form of movement um, mm -hmm. that could possibly cause even more harm if mm -hmm. you are not, if you haven't taken care of those things on the forefront first. Yes. Um, 
So, so even with that anxiety, pay attention to what your, your body is telling you. Um, and exercise for anxiety releases endorphins. Um, for me, that when you talk about running, Stephanie, mm-hmm. it was almost like a zone out kind of mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah. When you're running and you got this rhythmatic breathing, and for me, it's one, two, three in, one, two, three out, one, two, three in, one, two, three out. And if I have to count, sometimes I really have to, when I'm starting to get a little winded, yeah. I have to count. Inhale, one, two, three. Exhale, one, two, three. Inhale, one, two, three. And you're constant, you're still moving. Right. And you're you're hitting the pavement at the same rhythm as that one, two, three, inhale, one, two, three, exhale. It's hard. I can't think about really why I came out here to be stressed when I'm inhaling and exhaling and counting and I'm hearing the rhythm of my feet hitting the pavement. That's that's a little difficult for me to really concentrate on what, what I really came, why I'm mad. Right. right. Or stressed. Because yeah. I know when I, when I first started playing tennis, I don't play tennis uh, really much anymore. Um, but, but it was a relief for me because for me to play tennis, I had to concentrate on the ball. So I couldn't think about work. I couldn't think about my kids. I couldn't think about my marriage. I couldn't think about anything else at that moment. But that little yellow ball making contact the right place with my tennis racket. So it, it truly was a way of zoning out, you know, from the world. And even now when I run, you know, I, I, I run to, I have a certain playlist and it depends on, on what I'm feeling like. And it's, it's like, it's, it's an escape that, you know, allows you to connect, to disconnect from what is stressing you out, what's making you anxious and connect to, you know, the power of your own body and being mm-hmm. able to move. So it's, 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 it's truly powerful. Nobody else can do it but you. So it's, it's something that's, that's your own. Right. Also, if, if you can be out in nature around mm-hmm. where, where things are green, mm-hmm. green is the color associated with health and healing. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's associated with renewing of your mind renewing of your body, being out and being in touch um, with life and harmony with things working together. Mm-hmm. Um, so as much as you possibly can, push yourself to be outside in nature yes. to work out. It, it not only is wonderful just for you know physically, but it also helps with um, your, your mental health. And my thought process, my own personal thought process with that is, oh, my gosh, like, how can I be stressed out about anything? We of nature is so beautiful out here. Yeah. yeah. When I go to the beach, as far as my eyes can see, I see nothing but water and how the water comes just a little bit to the shore and kisses the shore. Like, how can you be? Stress in this beautiful place. Yes, because I, mean, I remember here on the coast. It's not blue. Yeah, but, but, but it's beautiful. But it's still beautiful. Yes, because I remember when I lived on the coast, I would run from my house. The, the first house that we had was about about a mile. It was about a mile from the beach. So I would run from my house, and my house was in this really beautiful wooded area. So you see all the beautiful flowers, azaleas. Bloomed mm-hmm. all along the street, and then I went <clears throat> under the bridge and down uh, the beach and back. And that was so so peaceful, and I, I truly miss running along the beach. But even here in the city, because I'm in the city now, so uh, but I find different routes, and just it's all about just connecting. I love running down Peachtree Street and seeing all the people, people out with their families, with their dogs, just and, and it's really a, a, a wonderful time uh, to connect. But I just want to take a take a little quick minute uh, to um, allow our sponsor to um, to be a part of the show. We want to just let you know that tonight's episode was brought to you by the C-Suite Women's Network. And the C-Suite Women's Network wants to help you to be a real CEO. So if you are starting a business and don't know where to go, or if you want to expand your business and need some direction, and if you're just trying to figure out, are you on the right path? C-Suite Women's Network is offering a 
free webinar. That's right. I said a free webinar to learn strategies that will help you to capitalize on your ability to run your business like a business and be a real CEO. So if you are interested in that free webinar, you all you need to do is go to bit.ly forward slash real CEO. That's bit-ly forward slash real CEO. And you can register. The live presentation will be on Tuesday, July 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And all you need to do is go and go to bit.ly forward slash real CEO and register for this free webinar. So that way you can make those CEO moves in your business. So we want to thank C-Suite Women's Network for being a sponsor tonight. So back to our discussion on you've got to move it, move it, connecting your physical wellness to your mental wellness. Now, I know, Sheila, you were talking about, you know, uh, the different points and how it influences PTSD. I want to make sure I said it. I always want to say PSTD, but it's PTSD, ADHD, which is something I'm real interested in because, you know, my my focus, you know, if it was a squirrel in here right now, I'd be looking at the squirrel. (laughs) So I'm curious to know, you know, how does fitness influence those, uh, I guess, disorders, if you want to call them that, or a mental well, mental wellness challenges? So um, for PTSD and trauma, um, and I actually do this with some of my patients, mm-hmm. is um, I try a lot of breathing techniques, Tai Chi, mm-hmm. yoga, meditation, Mm-hmm. Those things are what I like to put in place for um, people that have a diagnosis of PTSD or have had an extreme amount of trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having them become grounded, clearing the chaos out of their mind. Yeah. Connecting with their breath is vitally important. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to pay attention to what's going on in their body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you know there's something that, triggers your trauma mm-hmm. then we want to we want to talk a, a little bit about what is it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where do you feel it in your body and how do we relieve that feeling mm-hmm. yes so um i'm trying to think of someone that some trauma oh childhood trauma let's just go with some childhood trauma where um You've had very abusive childhood, mm-hmm. um, exposed to a lot of trauma, abuse, physical, sexual, mm-hmm. um, a lot of psychological, mental abuse. Mm-hmm. And so now you wonder why, what I do with that a lot of times is a trauma timeline. And mm-hmm. so we go through each one of those very vivid memories from as far back as you can possibly remember. And each one, I want you to associate a feeling with it. Mm-hmm. Each one of those things, I want you to associate a feeling with it. And so I show with that, you can even go back to, you know, we'll just say something started at three. Mm-hmm. And your feeling that you associated with that was being mad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. where do you feel that in your body? I feel mm-hmm. it in my chest. Yeah. I feel it in my stomach or my shoulders or my back or wherever. Mm -hmm. So we concentrate on those areas of doing some deep breathing, doing some stretches, which is kind of yoga, Pilates, Tai Chi. Mm -hmm. All of these things are created to connect your body with the breath. Yeah. And pay attention to those things and what's going and be able to, to calm your own body. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get into a whole psychological terms with that, but that's, we want to teach ourselves how to calm our body. Yeah. So instead of that, having that very same something trigger mm-hmm. that emotion of being mad, that's associated with the trauma mm-hmm. or what you've been taught on how to respond at three years old, she was taught to respond by fighting and being mad. And so now you're wondering 
why are you fighting all the time and angry and argumentative? That's right. what you, that in your environment, that's what you've been taught. Yeah. It's to fight, be angry, be mad. Yeah. Yeah. And and I just want to say, you know, Tai Chi is such uh, yoga and Tai Chi, but Tai Chi in particular is such a, a powerful. And, and as a matter of fact, that that may be what I need to do after this broadcast, because I've, I've had one of those days where it's just like, really. But, you know, the thing that I love about Tai Chi is all about movement, but they're very deliberate. And you're yes, they are. Because I went to I had the fortune uh, to go to India la last year and I spoke at a conference and every morning one of the participants um, did a Tai Chi uh, exercise activity out on the green. And so uh, my roommate and I decided, well, well let's, let's go down and do this Tai Chi thing because we, we looked out of our window. And we could see them doing it. And it was it's such a beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, these because um, I'm, I'm simulating, you know, some of the yes. movements, but it's it's so beautiful and peaceful. And um, she sold DVDs. So I came back from India with this DVD. And so um, I, I did Tai Chi pretty regularly for a while, but it was such a great release. Yes. And, you know, we have to figure out those exercises because I think a lot of times we think about like, you know, movement and just, you know, all these real, um, you know, I guess agitating movements, but, you know, movement, the exercise, or excuse me, the movement and the breathing right. is something right. that is so powerful and it helps you to release. Yes, yes, it does. Um, and the VA is actually implementing Tai Chi as yeah. treatment plan for a lot of the uh, PTSD vets. Mm -hmm. Um, or vets diagnosed with PTSD. I said that wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, diagnosed with PTSD. So this is becoming a um, form of treatment mm -hmm. that is one billable or mm -hmm. becoming billable um, because they can actually receive this service through the VA. I, I have a clinician friend who is a certified Tai Chi instructor mm -hmm. and he works for the VA. Mm -hmm. um, he has a uh, he has a small program pilot program that they're doing now mm -hmm. um, to uh, do this as as part of treatment plans for um, for vets. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited to see where this goes. Um, I've been doing some research also on complementary and alternative medicines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. See, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're gonna put that doctorate to use for some practical application. That is right. That is right. Oh, uh, so we we lost uh there she is. Okay, some kind of way she may disconnect herself, but she's coming right back up. But while we're getting her back, there she is back on there. We want to make sure that we take a moment to appreciate those of you who have joined us and uh we this is supposed to be a conversation, so we enjoy and welcome your comments. I just want to give a couple of shout outs to those who have joined us. Thank you, Laurie Stewart, for joining us. We've got Sorrel Crystal. Because I remember I said your name, Sorrel Crystal. Sorrel Crystal, we just thank you so much for the, you know, I got to be extra. Thank you so much for joining us. TL Means, thank you so much. We've got Sheena Miles, and she says, I love running, even as a big girl. That's right. You you embrace who you are and you move it, move it. All right. And of course, we've got the fabulous Candace Hassan, who is a bikini competitor. First, she's gotten first place. She's she beating out these young girls, y'all. So we just want to thank you for joining us tonight. And you know, we want you, if you have questions as we're going through, please put them in the feed. We're going to come to those questions in a little bit. Because we want you as CEOs to take yourself off mute. We do want to hear from you. So if you have a question, um, because if you want to know more about how physical exercise influences or can help to relieve anxiety or PTSD or depression, please put those questions in. And of course, if you don't want to put your question in the feed and you want to send it to me and have me read it for you, you can just message me and I will be so glad 
to do that for you. So Sheila, let's get back to talking about fitness and how it influences what I really want to know about ADHD. So you've talked about, you know, how it Tai Chi and those and, and yoga and those breathing exercises influence. I've been able to help veterans who have been diagnosed with PTSD. Tell us a little bit more about fitness and how it can influence ADHD and help us to focus, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like having too much energy. Uh-huh. So you go and do something and you release a little bit of that energy. Hopefully, the goal is to be able to concentrate, mm-hmm. to have a little bit more motivation. Yes. To, to, to hopefully be able to increase your memory and increase your mood. Mm-hmm. I, I it's my grandson has um ADHD, and God forbid if he does not take his medication. Uh-huh. I just let him run, run, run until uh-huh. he is absolutely exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so when I know he's been outside, he's been playing a little while. Um, and he can he can kind of calm himself down a little bit. Uh-huh. After he's been out and just kind of release some of that energy. Mm-hmm. We do know that um, physical activity for people diagnosed with ADHD, it boosts their brain's dopamine, mm-hmm. serotonin, and norepinephrine level, which are the things that are associated What's that? with <laughs> What? what? <laughs> These are endorphins that are associated, are hormones that are associated with ADHD. So um, it helps. It helps with, of course, affecting your attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are things over the counter that also you can take. St. John's, of course, I'm not a physician. So therefore, you must please check with your physician to make sure that you can take these things over the counter. St. John's, one of the things you can take yeah. for ADHD and also anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, that's If you're not into really doing a lot of medication mm-hmm. that is um, an herbal that you can get over the counter. I don't advise you getting it from Walmart, maybe from a health food store because there's so many more additives that they put into it. When you buy it from Walmart, yes. you can try it. Please check with your physician first. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, I always have to put those disclaimers out there. That's yes. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's right. Um, but exercise, exercise has the same effect for ADHD as your Redlin does, uh, mm-hmm. which is one of the medications that's prescribed for it, or your Adderall. Uh-huh. I don't find it sometimes as effective as the medication, but it does have some of the same effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, And then it, it all, everybody's ADHD is different, mm-hmm. but mine on some days is different than others. It all it kind of all depends on what I've got going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what I've had to eat. Uh-huh. Watch, watch your diet. Are you getting up in the morning and you're drinking Mountain Dew and you had a cup of coffee mm-hmm. and you're smoking cigarettes? I, I mean, you know, up to each his own. But I'm just saying, if if you're if you can't stay focused, pay attention to your diet. What are you putting in your body? Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, you know, it, uh, uh, an automobile, right? It's all about the fuel that you put in there. And, you know, and, our, and you know, because you, you've mentioned diet. And, and one of the things um, that, uh, that I'm, I won't say guilty of, but one of the challenges that I face is using food as comfort, mm-hmm. you know, to, because to, like my thing, like today has been one of those butter days <laughs> where... <laughs> Where did Jesus? I just need something with some butter on it. It's just gonna make the whole world better. You know, I'm saying butter makes things better. Y'all can put that in the hashtag. It put that in the feed. Hashtag butter makes things better, but that's not good for you, especially if I'm trying to be a bikini model. But but you right. know, but seriously, um, you know, many times we will take pleasure in food and drink, you know, whether it's alcohol or anything else because of the the pleasures that we get from experiencing those tastes and smells and so forth. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 how it, you know, if that's one of the challenges that we're facing to our fitness goals, 
you know, because, you know, when we're depressed, you know, <clears throat> we got to have some butter or, or, you know, or we are taking in too many stimulants and coffee and sodas and things yeah. like that. You know, how, how do you help your patients kind of move through some of those challenges? So I, I describe it in a triangle. Okay. So if I eat too much, I become depressed, <laughs> which now has an effect on my mood. Yeah. And, and, and whether I'm going to exercise or not. Right. And then usually I'm just going to say, well, just it, forget it. I'm just not going to exercise. I'm just going to eat some more. Yeah, you need some, <laughs> <laughs> some butter and some homemade bread. So <laughs> the butter makes things better. I love it. <laughs> love fresh bread making fresh bread yes so I, I have to stay away I have to stay away when I'm feeling bad the don't I, the the worst thing for me to do is be in the kitchen get out go find something to do a uh, festival I don't care go downtown and, and window shop or walk through the city it, anything um, but for my patients diagnosed with ADHD, or you have a problem paying attention. Mm -hmm. I ask the first question I ask is, "What does your diet look like?" Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go from, "What does your diet look like?" All right, tell me about your moods. What is it? When is it? Or do you? Is it hard for you to pay attention in the morning, mm -hmm. or is it hard for you to pay attention at night? Mm -hmm. Well, at night, you may just be really exhausted. So if you're like me, you've seen you know, seven or eight patients during the day, along with now you start working on some type of credentialing work mm -hmm. on top of doing homework. Yeah. Now you're back to reading the emails yeah. and sending notes to your staff that you forgot during the day that you were supposed to send to yeah. them. <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning. I get it. Now I understand. You need to go to sleep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you know, this is so funny. I, I saw this on, I haven't read the, or, or actually watched the video, but I saw this post on Facebook today. There's some gym somewhere that offers a 45 minute now. Class. Yes. nap class. Did you say, have you yes. seen that? Yes. I, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know, sleep is something that is so important. A lot of times you hear sleep is overrated. I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'm, yes. You're going to be dead for real. But <laughs> you know, sleep truly is a part of our health and we've got to make time for sleep. Just like we make time for exercise, like we make time for everything else. And like, like you said at the beginning of this episode, how important it is to schedule things as right. a CEO. So I remember uh, one of my uh, clients I coached years ago um, when I first started coaching and we were, she was talking about making time for all these different things. And I remember asking her the question because she was talking about, you know, she, she can't sleep because it's not on her schedule. And I remember asking her the question, just stopped her and said, what would happen if you scheduled time for your nap? Yes. Like you scheduled time for everything else. And she was mm -hmm. like, I never thought about that. <laughs> I never thought about that. And so, you know, that is there's something that's like an aha moment, but it should be obvious, but it's not. It's not. Right. Because we will schedule everybody else everything else except for those things that we need the most because i always love this saying you cannot pour from an empty cup yes and your fitness you know your exercise your diet sleep is part of you filling your cup so that you are filling the people in your life from your overflow right rather than giving them your everything and then you have nothing left for yourself mm -hmm. so sleep I was going to say, sleep is your reset time. You reset, R-E-S-E-T, reset. Mm -hmm. So when you're asleep, your body recharges, your mind, you don't, I try not to. Sometimes I have to take a melatonin to kind of stop this chaos going on. And did I send the email? Did I answer the email? Who am I supposed to call tomorrow? And we're making a list for the list. Yeah, you know? no. <laughs> so, 
in our mind and we can't stop this craziness. So take something to sleep if you need to. Mm-hmm. Check with your physician, please, first. <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm not a physician. Therefore, if you're going to take some type of over-the-counter or ask for some type of sleep medications, uh, no benzos, please, people. No benzos. And that's a whole nother episode I can get off on <laughs> for benzodiazepines. So no benzos. Um, if you don't know what they are, put me a little message in here and say, please explain what is a benzo. Um, and I'll be more than happy to go into great detail about benzos. But your sleep time is your reset time. That came from my personal physician. I was not getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. When I'm going and going and going and I'm up to one, two, three, sometimes four o'clock in the morning, I shut it down for a couple hours and I'm back up at seven o'clock and I'm going full speed. Mm-hmm. Your body cannot continue. You got to stop and put gas in your car. Yes. Okay? And, and then sometimes it takes yeah. a minute to fill it up. So you just can't pull in and <laughs> give you $2 on pump five and keep <laughs> winning. $2. You can't do that. You can't because eventually something is going to start going wrong with your car. You will run out of gas if you keep. So our bodies are the same way. We must stop. Take a moment. Yeah. Pull up to the pump. Turn the call. Get out. Yeah. Pump the gas. Pump a full tank of gas. That takes a little time. Yes. Shut it down. Turn your phone off. Yeah. I have to do it. I'm telling you, I, I don't do, I don't ask people to do something that I hadn't already done. I turn my phone off. I send a message to my staff to say, I'm sleeping in this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm, st- you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bed early tonight. Early means like nine o'clock, yeah. not two. <laughs> so yeah. sleep, sleep is a reset time. Yeah. I know we're getting to the end right here. Um, close, but I do want um, if if some people have some questions, um, we we want to talk quickly about some overcoming some obstacles. So if you're feeling exhausted, feeling overwhelmed, feeling hopeless, feeling bad about yourself, or somehow in some form of pain, please, please, please find the time. If you're feeling exhausted, when it when do you not feel exhausted? Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so if that means you need to reset and get some sleep, then get some sleep. Yes. Right. As as my trainer says, you know, there's always a day one, and sometimes you can have enough more than a day one. Yeah. yeah. I have several day ones. I'm like, okay. So. And and that's an important thing too. Is you know, don't don't kick yourself too hard when you fall off when you get 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 out of sync you know just just start back over go back to day one and i just want to say you know uh just uh before we get off of sleep right who did the nap like during the day a power nap Mm because there there are many times i take i i will take i'll tell siri hey siri set my timer for 31 minutes and that way i got one minute to get myself settled and 30 minutes and i'll take a power nap and I wake yeah. up after that 30 minutes because 30 minutes for me, because yeah, I, I don't I'm not a doctor at all, but you know, you gotta get them REM cycles. Any REM? Any what it is? Something like that. Something like that. Anyway, you gotta get them cycles to go on or whatever. But 30 minutes for me help my mind can go through whatever it needs, them little cycle things or whatever, so that I wake up refreshed. And some people need, some people truly can, I don't see how Jesus can get by. All they need is four to five hours of sleep a night. I don't know how they do it. You know, I think they line me personally. You know, I, if I, I need eight, seven to eight, I don't get them that often. Six, six is good. If I get six good hours, boy, I'm good, but I'll make it up during the daytime with a little power right. nap. Very good. Very yeah. good. Naps are not for just kinder kindergartners. You can be oh my gosh, no. CEO and take a nap. <laughs> yes, I, I call them a shavasana. So if I tell my staff I, I'm taking a shavasana, then they know. All right, she she needs about fifteen minutes, and somebody go back and check on her. <laughs> I know, right? I know, and we have to. I won't say demand. But just advocate is the word really I want to use. We have to advocate for our own wellness. And when you need a, when you need to put yourself in time out, put yourself yes. in time out, you know, because right. you're the CEO of your life. You can do that. <laughs> yes, you can. You can. 
you can do that. So I hope this was beneficial for people tonight. Um, exercise does really has really wonderful benefits for your mental health. Um, it does relieve stress. It improves your memory. Mm-hmm. It helps you sleep. It boosts your overall mood. We didn't even get a chance to talk about this one, but y'all didn't know it increases your sex drive. Hey, I can speak to that, but we won't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I and I was just gonna say sex is good exercise too, but anyway. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) She go, she there you go. Take a little Ah, sip. Take a drink of that. Anyway. It increases your libido. Easy for me to get off track. Get see ADHD. See that it's, okay. it's okay. We're gonna reel you back. But one of the things that I do hope that you have taken away from tonight is part of your CEO moves is moving for your health because yes. it's good for your, your physical health. It makes you feel better. It makes you look better. But most of all, it helps you to take care of your mind because these two things are intertwined. You know, typically, if you're not feeling well mentally, it's it's going to show up in your physical health and vice versa. So you don't have to get a gym membership. You don't even have to go to the gym. You can do tele, you know, virtual training. Yes, you can do telehealth and virtual training. You can do it from your own home, and it can be things that you can incorporate into your everyday life. Because a lot of people think that exercise means I got to take an hour or thirty minutes or whatever, but it's all about spreading it out over the day. If all you have is ten minutes, mm-hmm. run in place for ten minutes, walk around your house for ten minutes. If you got kids, chase them jokers around. You know. <laughs> chase them jokers around for 10 minutes they'll think you're having fun but you exercising you know so it's all about taking control and making decisions for yourself because remember you cannot pour from an empty cup when you fill up physically it helps you to fill up mentally so that you can give to the people in your life from your overflow and not from what you need to be fit as a as a CEO of your life. So of course we have we've reached the end, but I, I just want to give Sheila, thank you so much. We always learn so 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 much from you. And I just want to give you a couple of minutes to just give us some closing thoughts, some things we need to remember in our CEO moves. And then of course tell us how to get in contact with you. You you have one you mm-hmm. take very good care of you. Okay. Hashtag you have one you you have one you Take very good care of you. Nobody, nobody will take care of you like you will take care of you. Okay. Yes. Um, and to get in touch with me, all right. We've got everything just about on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can send me a message there. Um, my email address is listed on our business Facebook page at Rivers Psychotherapy Services. Um, I'm listed on Facebook as Sheila the Therapist. Anyone, you can send me a message, you can friend me, um, check out our page. We're always posting something positive there every single day. That's something I really want to keep up. We have a our wonderful social media young lady. Sherelle Crystal is our social media graphic. I know she's a social media graphic designer. Um, she owns Crystal Pixel. So shout out to her. She makes us look amazing every single day. So thank you, Sherelle. Um, go out, take a look at our page. Uh, see see how great she makes us look and contact her. She is an amazing graphic designer. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sheila. We, of course, appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode. And thank yes. you so much. Get the right, movie, girl. You. you got to move it, move it. Bye. All right. See you next time. All right. Well, I just want to thank everybody for joining us tonight on Conversations from the C-Suite. Here in the C-Suite, you are making the decisions to create the life you desire and the one you deserve, the one that you deserve. And so I just want to take a quick minute to just thank our sponsors, C-Suite Women's Network. And remember, if you want to learn how to be a real CEO in your business, You can join the free webinar. Just go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash real CEO. Thank you so much. 
C-Suite Women's Network for sponsoring tonight's episode. And so remember here at this in the C-Suite, it's not about talking about it. It's what are you doing? We want you to make those CEO moves, create the circles of influence that are going to connect you to the better opportunities in life, educate and empower yourself for elevation and operationalize what you learn so that you can optimize your outcome. Don't just feel something, learn something. Most of all, do something. So I want to just thank you so much for joining me tonight. I, of course, am your host, Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes, CEO of C-Suite Women's Network, where I help women and a few good men to be the CEOs of their lives so they can be better CEOs in their business. And so thank you so much for joining us tonight. Remember, the power is not in the conversation, but in your CEO move. You've gotten some strategies and it's up to you whether you are going to put them into action. So don't just talk about it, be about it. But don't wait, because remember, weight broke the scale. Now is the best time to do what you know needs to be done. And as I always want to share with you, remember your life is the product of your choices. Choose to be the CEO of your life. Thank you so much for joining me here in the C-suite. And I look forward to connecting with you next time in Conversations from the C-Suite, The Girlfriend's Guide to Being a CEO. Au revoir.